I don't want to get you guys too, too excited, but Tyler Van Dyke might actually be back against Florida State. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. They help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to and faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So I'm kind of back in town. I'm not in my normal setup. I'll be back there tomorrow. So thank you guys for bearing with me through what's been a crazy week. But we're all going to be rewarded because we have the big rivalry game coming up this weekend. Miami Hurricanes taking on the Florida State Seminoles. We did an episode already this week about just how difficult it would be for the Canes to win this game without Tyler Van Dyke uh, if he can't go this weekend because we saw how much more the offense struggled with Jake Garcia starting against Virginia. Uh, and after pretty rough outing, now he did score the game-winning two-pointer in the fourth overtime, so that gave him a bit of an emotional lift, but we saw how much the offense struggled with Jake Garcia under center. I can't imagine he's going to be that much dramatically better against Florida State that he's going to be putting up fireworks this weekend. So we really hope that Tyler can return, and we got some optimistic news on that front on Wednesday from head coach Mario Cristobal. Tyler has been practicing, coach said, getting better every day. He says we'll have a decision closer to the game. I'm certainly optimistic couple things there uh there have been a lot of rumors going on since the duke game when he you know was injured people speculating that he may have you know a broken clavicle something like that i mean if, if that was the case he'd probably be out for the year and he sure as heck wouldn't be practicing right so if if the injury the tbd suffered was as serious as some of the rumors have claimed it was i don't think you're going to hear anything about him being out there on the practice field so that's a good thing in my book right now Mario Cristobal can be the king of giving you optimistic injury news about a player midweek, and then that player's nowhere to be seen on Saturday. We've seen this happen before with the Zion Nelsons of the world. But then on the flip side, I wasn't expecting to see Xavier Restrepo on the field last week, and then there he was. Poof, he's getting 16 snaps and a catch against UVA. So that's obviously good news. Whether Tyler does or doesn't play – I would expect X to be even healthier this week and carry a bigger load from a receiving standpoint. But that's much better news if TVD does play. Because, guys, in case you were wondering, their roommates, Xavier and Tyler, uh, they have a great on-field relationship as well. Think about the connection that they had first two games of the season and then going back to last year. Oh, if we can spark that and reignite that and reunite the two of those guys, it could be a really fun outing today against Florida State. So, uh, a little bit more on Van Dyke. Cristobal was asked if it's a pain tolerance issue for him. Of course, he didn't give a straight answer on that, nor would I expect him to. He says, everything that we've seen looks absolutely normal and strong. So we feel good about it. Now, I mentioned that Cristobal can be the king of 
giving you optimistic injury news. And then it turns out, just kidding, that player wasn't ready to go. Uh, there is some strategy behind that, I believe, especially when you're talking about quarterbacks, right? Because Florida State head coach Mike Norvell has spoken this week. Florida State's coordinators have spoken this week. And this has given them something extra that they have to think about and prepare for all week long, right? Because, you know, unless they're just thinking this is BS, there's no chance. But how can you think that? Because if you're preparing for Jake Garcia, then you get a much more, uh, much more, uh, you know, just potent Tyler Van Dyke to face instead. You're not preparing for nearly the same guy. So it's giving Norvell and his staff something extra to prepare for because no matter who starts, you have the Jakari Brown wrinkle. And, Folks, listen, I'm not perfect. I get things wrong. I've probably pronounced things wrong before, but please stop showing up in our YouTube comments trying to tell me I'm pronouncing the young man's name wrong because you go, it's Jakuri. Why does Dono keep butchering this kid's name? It's Jakuri. I know it's spelled that way, but guys, I promise you, his name is pronounced Jakari. He said it himself. <laughs> if you're not going to take my word for it, take his word for it. His name is Jakari. I don't care how it's spelled. It's pronounced Jakari. But no matter which quarterback starts, whether it's Tyler Van Dyke or Garcia, and being honest here, I still, I lean to probably 55% chance Garcia starts, maybe 45% Tyler Van Dyke, because I also know that, you know, even though it is a huge game, of course, and TVD is going to do everything he needs to do to be ready you know, just being real here, he's probably downplaying his injury as much as possible. Like if they're at, how you feeling, Tyler? I'm feeling great, right? He wants to start this game. TVD doesn't want to miss this game. So I think that there is an element here of if he is dealing with something, the coaching staff and the training staff, they need to err on the side of caution. And if there's any doubt, they're going to try to protect TVD from himself. But I know he's going to want to play. Obviously, they're going to want to start him because when we've talked about the odds and everything, and the odds are, are shrinking a little bit. It opened around nine, nine and a half Florida State favorite, of course. Uh, I'm seeing it now around seven and a half. So there is some money coming in on Miami. And I would imagine if there's money coming in on Miami, it's people that are thinking, hey, maybe TVD is healthier than we thought. And if Tyler Van Dyke starts versus Jake Garcia, he's worth a few points. I think Tyler is worth at least three points, if not four points. Uh, if he starts versus Garcia, there's still a lot of uncertainty in that regard. But I think some folks are starting to bet money on Miami thinking, hey, if Tyler does play at Miami plus nine or plus nine and a half, I'm getting a big value on Miami here. So I think that's why some of the money is coming in on the U. I think it has a lot to do uh, with TVD. Uh, so uh, Mario was also asked about the aforementioned Jakari Brown, just a really smart guy, great learner. He works at it. Uh, he takes tons of pride in it. He practices really, really hard, hardworking guy, no flinch in him. So he's beyond his years, he said. Um, and, you know, something we bring it up sometimes that I just don't feel like um, I don't feel like Miami's coaches trust Jakari Brown to make throws. That's one of the reasons why I believe he's not like gotten an opportunity to play even more and start games. Um, and this goes back to, you know, uh, I didn't follow him probably as much as I should in high school, but this goes back to when he was at Elite 11 a couple of years ago uh, and what we saw from him in spring practices and fall practices. I just don't think that his accuracy and his timing on his throws is just where it needs to be yet. And I think that's one of the reasons why coaches like don't trust him enough to give him a chance to start 
at quarterback. He's a dynamic runner. And some folks have brought up to me on Twitter, and you guys can follow us at Locked on Canes. And if you follow us at Locked on Canes, we will follow you back. And if you tweet us, your tweet might get read on the show. You know, somebody tweeted to me today, you know, maybe we need to cool it on this narrative that Jakari Brown can't throw. Like, how, how do we how do we know that for sure? And you know what? I never want to make it sound like I'm trashing players, especially young players who haven't really gotten a chance to fully show what they can do. So you know what? I hope that at some point, whether it's this year or next year, when we see more of Brown on the field, I hope he gets more opportunities to debunk that narrative, right? This is not a narrative I'm responsible for. <laughs> I mean, there, there's other Kane's content creators who have been trying to make this guy switch positions, like not even thinking he can play quarterback. I've never been quite that level yet, but I do kind of doubt the confidence that coaches have in him making throws. I hope he gets a chance to debunk that narrative, right? Because, yeah, I'm not going to judge him on one throw. I mean, needed to travel 10 yards through the air. He one-hopped it. That was one throw. Tyler Van Dyke has done that before. Jake Garcia has done that before. So, you know, I, I would love to see Jakari Brown get more opportunities, but I, I don't think uh, I don't think he's going to be the starter this week, nor, honestly, nor would I throw him into a lion's den like that, right? Because you're talking about a true freshman not been on a stage like this. It would be unfair to his development to say, hey, first career start, you versus Florida State, let's get it. Like, that's not even fair to him. So it's going to be Jake or it's going to be Tyler this week. And hopefully it's going to be TBD because I think it makes a massive difference. I think it does. Um, let, let's look at the uh, stat comparisons between Tyler and Jake so far. Tyler Van Dyke, he's completed 64.1% of his passes, 1,729 yards, 7.3 yards per attempt, which isn't all that. But, you know, the last couple games, it's been a lot better. You saw what he did against North Carolina, what he was doing against Virginia Tech. He's got 10 touchdown passes, four interceptions this year. Jake Garcia has completed 60.3% of his passes, 595 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions, 7.6 yards per attempt, and he's lost two fumbles on the year. Uh, and, you know, he had no touchdowns, no interceptions against Virginia. And, you know, I think that was the main objective for that game was let's just not turn the football over. We have a lot coming up on this episode of Locked on Canes, guys. We have a lot coming up. Oh, man, in addition to who's going to start a quarterback. But honestly, guys, great news today. Just to, just to put a bow on this one, I think it's great news today to hear Cristobal talking about Tyler practicing and progressing well and actually being in the conversation to start this game because I don't think you can make up the fact that he's practicing. I mean, if, if Cristobal is just trying to give Mike Norvell and company more to think about, maybe Tyler will start. He may be overplaying his health a little bit, but I don't think you can just flat out lie about a guy practicing. Uh, I take this as optimistic news, and I take it as a hint and a clue that TVD might actually get the start this week. We're going to talk some recruiting. We got a little tease from one of the top cornerbacks in the country. Uh, I was hoping we'd get an announcement tonight. We didn't quite get that, but we did get some good news from the University of Miami standpoint and this is the type of matchup when you've got Miami versus Florida State. You think about some of the big plays over the years, right? The Michael Barrow incredible hit on Vanover. All the wide rights and the wide lefts. I've brought up my guy Daryl Langham making that incredible catch five years ago. Kirby Freeman had a Florida State moment. Uh, Brock Berlin beat Florida State three times. Stars and heroes have been born in this Miami versus Florida State rivalry. 
Will we see another hero emerge? And if so, who will that be? We'll talk about that after we talk about LinkedIn jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. I've been on one side of it, guys. I have gotten opportunities as an employee through LinkedIn Jobs. I have found employers through that site. And if you are an employer, you're going to find great employees, I promise. You add your job and the purple hiring hashtag frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. And believe me, people will notice it. Job seekers out there will find you. Simple tools like screening questions then make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality candidates and quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you'd like to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Guys, make sure you're checking out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, so Damari Brown. <laughs> I was hoping because on, uh, on Tuesday, he tweeted uh, to Hayes Fawcett of On3, 730 tomorrow which was tonight for the you may be watching this on thursday but we're here on wednesday night with you that he was going to say something he was going to make some kind of an announcement on wednesday night and damari brown four-star corner from american heritage ninth ranked cornerback in the entire country for the class of 2023 he's been trending heavily to the u um and you know potentially he wants to follow cormani mcclain's footsteps to the university of miami so Damari Brown has gotten several um, 24-7 crystal balls to Miami. He's gotten new predictions on on three to the U, including from local experts like Gary Furman and Matt Shodell of Kane Sport, which is an on three affiliate down here in South Florida. Everybody is picking Damari Brown to come to the U. That's what we're looking at right now. And, uh, you know, Damari is going to be making an official visit this weekend. He is going to be visiting uh, the U when they take on Florida State. So let's hope, you know, it's not uh, not some kind of an embarrassment out there. But no, the 730 announcement on Wednesday night, it was it was not a commitment. We're going to get that at some point before National Signing Day. So within the next month or so, if not sooner, we're going to get a commitment. And I think it's going to be a commitment to Miami because I am I am adding a Dono ball. Damari Brown to the U, right? If you don't trust Hayes Fawcett, if you don't trust Wilt Fong and the 24-7 guy, maybe you trust me. I'm expecting Damari Brown to commit to the University of Miami, but that's not what he did on Wednesday night. He released his final four. So his four finalists, the Alabama Crimson Tide, who are going to be in it for every top player. They're going to be in the conversation, right? The Florida State Seminoles. Oh, man. So that, this game is going to be big this weekend, huh? Damari is going to be in the recruiting section at Hard Rock Stadium, an official Miami visit. Let's show this young man something special. Although recent developments have shown from the Kamrani McLean commitment and the Caleb Spencer flip from Oklahoma to Miami, you don't necessarily have to be doing great things on the field today to make players believe in tomorrow at Miami. And Cristobal is obviously doing a really, really nice job despite 
the actual product on the field this year, he's still selling that vision to these players. But it's going to come down between Alabama, Florida State, Clemson, and the University of Miami. So I, I was hoping that on this episode we would be doing the welcome to the U. Not yet. We're going to have to hold off on that. But Damari Brown, Miami's a finalist. He's been trending to Miami. He's going to be on campus visiting this weekend. So good vibes, positive vibes. But we're actually going to have to wait just a little bit longer for the announcement. And I'm so excited about the possibilities, right? Robert Stafford has been committed for months excellent corner I know he's gonna not gonna be at the top of the conversation when you've got a guy like Cormani McLean committed but Robert Stafford excellent player Cormani McLean is the freaking best like you're you're talking about the corners in the class Cormani it's like he it's it's like a deserted island like him he's gonna take your best receiver out of the game he's got the size he's got the ball skills he's an interception machine uh, Damari Brown, excellent cover guy, physical, like really good at press man coverage. Uh, I think the big thing compared to Cormani that Damari Brown lacks is certain balls. Damari is going to bat down, whereas Cormani is going to intercept some of the same balls. I think that's one of the things that separates the two. Like Cormani is just such an elite playmaker when it comes to INTs. Like he's, he's really unparalleled. He's got more than 20 interceptions and he's only been playing corner for a couple of years, but guys, Damari Brown is the real deal, right? I mean, maybe it's not fair to compare him to Cormani McLean, but if Damari Brown follows Cormani McLean to Miami and within the next couple of years, your top two corners are Cormani and Damari with Robert Stafford also in that mix. And Miami's very much in it for Desmond Ricks, who's a five-star, who just reclaimed. It's an IMG guy. The pipeline the img pipeline i hope the, the government doesn't shut that pipeline down like they seem to be uh i don't know anything about politics guys i'm not making this political i just i'm trying to make a stupid pipeline joke but the img pipeline is alive and well desmond ricks and img guy so you might end up with cormani damari ricks all in this same class and robert stafford is no slouch and you've got antoine jackson who can play safety or corner uh, he's another guy who just reclassified from 2024 to 2023. You know, Caleb Spencer, you know, safety slash linebacker, but he could be in that defensive secondary as well. Like Miami is going to be absolutely stacked. And if you've got Kamari, uh, Cormani, I, I, I merge them into one person like uh, like uh, like Benifer. Like remember when we used to do that, we would merge like celebrity power couples names together. Cormani and Damari, if you have them locking down the best receivers on the other team, Hard Rock Stadium becomes a no-fly zone. Good luck completing any passes when you've got a defensive secondary like that with some of the edge rushers that are coming in to put pressure and hurry these quarterbacks. So it's it's going to be a lot of fun. So hopefully, hopefully, Damari Brown, who's officially named Miami a finalist, is going to end up uh, coming to the U. I reached out to a couple recruiting analysts for a, uh, a scouting report. Let me give you what my guy Larry Bluestein told me about Damari Brown. Definitely a player who will be one of the best, he says. Tough and physical as well as athletic. And uh, my friend Brian Smith, who covers recruiting for Sports Illustrated, he says Brown brings length, suddenness, and a physical mentality to the cornerback position. He's also one of the most technically sound young cornerbacks in the country, knows when and where to reroute a receiver, and does an excellent job of breaking on the football. 
Brown can help the Canes at a traditional corner spot. He could also be a nickel corner going against shifty slot receivers. So you not only like his size, his instincts, but his versatility as well. That's something uh, Damari Brown brings to the table. So not committed, not yet. Keeping my fingers crossed on this one. Talk a little more Miami, Florida State on the other side. If you're looking for that Daryl Langham type of hero, Miami can keep this game close, give themselves a chance to win it on a final play. Who's making that final play? Is it a kicker? Andy Borgalis named uh, ACC kicker of the week. Is it a defensive player? Leonard Taylor, ACC defensive lineman of the week. Kind of an insult that they didn't give him defensive player of the week overall. Like, why be so specific? Best lineman, best freaking defensive player of the week. Come on. Could be one of those guys. But who's it going to be? We ask you guys. We will have your answer when we come back here on Locked on Canes. All right after we talk about the awesome folks at Bet Online. Oh my goodness, my friends. Bet on I'm checking Bet Online every single day for the up-to-the-minute odds and information at betonline.net. It is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sporting wagering info with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. I like to sing it for reasons that I, I cannot exactly explain. All right, so you guys... Uh, we're going to go to you guys on this one. I tweeted out today from the at Locked on Canes account. Make sure to follow us there. Remember Daryl Langham's incredible catch against FSU in 2017. And also, shout out to the guy who threw it, friend of the show, Malik Rozier. I don't want to leave Malik out of the game. He's excellent throw, excellent catch, classic play. Uh, but I asked, will another star be born this weekend? If so, who? Cosmo251 says... Give me Jacoby George as the next one. That's not a bad shout right there. You talk about shiftiness and playmaking. That's what Jacoby George brings to the table. I love how healthy this receiving core is now. Xavier Restrepo, the X-Man, is back. Jacoby George has been back for the last couple of weeks. Colby Young has been looking like one of the best in the country. I know nobody had very many receptions last week, but he was Miami's leading receiver again last week. Surprising to absolutely nobody. I'm not forgetting about Romello Brinson. I'm not forgetting about Keyshawn Smith, right? Miami has so many options right now at wide receiver. It's great to see. So, yeah, if, if, if Jacoby George could step up and be the hero, I would love that. Otto says, that's a tough question. My mind immediately goes to the defensive side of the ball. So I'll pull, put stock in Wesley Besaint going off on Saturday night. He'll be solid against the running game, filling gaps, and he'll make some solid containment stops against Jordan Travis. That's a great shout out. If he can end up being the hero, the Saints, uh, you know, because Florida State, top rushing team in the conference. They rush for over 209 yards per game. You've got to be minding your gaps. You've got to be making your tackles. None of this arm tackle nonsense. None of the mannequin tackles where you're just like a torso flying at somebody. You have to wrap up this week. Florida State has 
almost a half dozen guys who can make you pay between their running backs and their quarterbacks when it comes to running the football. So Wes Besaint, I would love to see him step up because out of the current linebacking core, you got some studs stepping in in recruiting next year, but out of the current linebacking core, he has the most athletic upside and he's been coming on throughout the season solid. So I would love that. Uh, VLKV says Restrepo. I could co-sign on X. You know, he's, he's got, he's got experience. I know he's only played a few games this year, but you know, going back to the start that he had as a true freshman last year, he's got some experience X. I feel like a moment like this against Florida state at home. I feel like Restrepo is the type of guy who's going to thrive in the pressure cooker like that. If TVD is back, I could, definitely see Restrepo being the guy if TVD is back Restrepo is probably going to have eight to ten catches this week like you could bank on it I, I think that that connection would be heavy with Garcia I don't know but with TVD if he's back I think Restrepo can dominate uh my friend uh, Alan from Kane's warning says best comparison would be Colby Young that, that's certainly if you're comparing like someone to Daryl Langham you know the size and and Colby Young I believe can and, and will continue to be even better than Langham was but like size profile wise, similar stature, similar length that, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. The Colby Young could be that guy this week on oh, LT uh, Lieutenant Z says Colby Young signature game coming up. Joe Caldwell says number 88. Everyone's throwing in Colby Young East 13 official says Jakari Brown. That would be cool. I mean, if Jakari ends up like, you know, if he goes out there and like completes a deep bomb, <laughs> To, to Colby Young, right? Because when Jakari's on the field, they're going to be expecting him to run. He uncorks like a perfect deep ball, and maybe he'll run for a touchdown or two in the game. Oh, I would love that. Uh, Henry Parrish, Tim Dumas says, he's obviously, he's been Miami's best running back throughout the year. Parrish is coming off 113-yard rushing performance. I will take it. Rodney B says, Colby. Nick Goulet says, I see TVD going off if he's healthy and Restrepo coming up with the big play of the game. Go Canes. Ken Helm says, Jaleel Skinner scores the winning touchdown. Oh, man, I would love that. I mean, uh, Brevin Jordan, tight end, had a, had a huge game-winning touchdown against the Seminoles years ago. Kane uh, Life says, I want to see K5, Keyshawn, really break out, but Jacoby George is high on my list. Whether they can do enough to swing the game in Miami's favor remains to be seen. Oh, I like this one. Chris says Jalen Knighton is going to redeem himself. I feel it. You know, um, Mario did strongly hint that we're going to see more of, of Knighton this week, that uh, that he could end up playing a bigger role. Just hold on to the football, my dude. Please don't fumble. Don't give them any free opportunities. Uh, so I'm, I'm reading all these. Uh, oh, SS Tom says Romello Brinson. I would love that if, if Romello Brinson just comes out and makes some big plays. Um, I, I, I think, I think if Van Dyke doesn't play and Miami does get a hero in this game, I think it's going to be Jacoby George or Colby Young. I think one of those I could see Colby, especially cause he's just tough, man. And with, with Miami's entire receiving core being healthy, cause like that's one position now where everybody's healthy and it's awesome. Right. So they can't just, you know, put everybody on Colby Young. You've got other receivers to worry about, so he's going to be open at times in this game. I could see it being Colby. I could see Jacoby George with his shiftiness making something happen. That's if Tyler doesn't play. If Tyler does play, 
I think TVD is going to have his moment. Like the moment he just fell short of last year, he had the awful first half, strong second half. I mean, TVD did enough in the second half to win that game that it was fourth and 14 by your defense. Oh, terrible. I think it's going to be Tyler and Restrepo if Tyler plays. If TVD plays, I think it's going to be TVD and X having a huge game. So those are those are the big possibilities I see for heroes. Let's just hope it's not Lou Headley. <laughs> Let's hope it's not the type of field position game where you're like, we kept it close. We pinned them inside their 25 times. We almost won. The, nothing like that. I want to see some receivers, maybe some running backs making heroic type of plays in this one. All right, the, the next time we speak to you, I'm going to be back in my in my normal, uh, more professional setup, and we're going to have Rashad Butler on, who faced you know Florida State, uh, I want to say five times during his career, because uh, when when Rashad was playing, they had a, a an Orange Bowl against Florida State as well. So I think he played Florida State five times. We'll get Rashad's experience in the rivalry, his thoughts heading into this game coming up, and guys, make sure that you make locked on. Locked on sports today, your second listen after making us your first. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day, which I love. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. And also, look out for me on Locked on ACC as well. I do the third Thursday episodes with Candace Cooper. So we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day.